0: We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. What a great day. I pray that you are doing well. And in fact, why don't we pray together? As we open up this discussion, Lord, I thank you and praise you and worship you. You are our God. We are dedicated to you. And we thank you for these holidays that are celebrated to remind us of who you are and what you have done. So we bless you. We thank you, praise you, and ask for your anointing on this program as it's dedicated to you, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, this is the last Sunday of 2019. I pray that 2020 will be an amazing year for you. I pray that you had a blessed Christmas and a blessed Hanukkah. And because we're about to end the year, we certainly could use your financial support. We don't have business advertising to give us a revenue stream. So we depend completely on you and your generosity at this time of the year. So a few weeks ago, we started on Hanukkah. We talked about the five themes, deliverance, cleansing, dedication, light, and being a servant. We talked about we are being delivered uh, from sin and death. We are cleansed, uh, you know, our our mind, our heart, our spirit, our body. Uh, we are dedicating ourselves to the Lord, making him number one. We are seeking to be a light to the world, just as the Lord is a light to the world, and we are seeking to bring light to each other. And finally, we're seeking to serve one another, just like the shamas does on the menorah. We are to serve. And so uh, that... Those were the five uh, themes of Hanukkah. Then last week, we talked about what defiles our temple, but we didn't finish it. If you remember, uh, what sins have defiled our temple, we talked about Hellenism, which is importing a culture more important than the culture of God, progressivism, which is importing the world's knowledge over God's wisdom and knowledge, relativism, which is that the Truth changes based on the culture, so the culture has the right to change the truth. And number four, emotionalism, which is all about serving my needs or your own needs, and everything follows what I want. <laughs> and, uh, and we were talking about the Me Too movement and how some of these things start off, Really good, like the Me Too movement, which was to help survivors of sexual violence, uh, particularly black women and girls and and women of color uh, from low wealth communities so that they could find pathways to healing sounds great we could all support that however emotions get involved and now they're they're the uh, right politically correct police right and lots of bad things have come out, uh, out of this in in our politics from this movement even though it had the right intentions to begin with okay so today we finish up the isms with our fifth ism Are you ready? Super spiritualism. You do not have to be accountable or submitted to anyone because God has spoken to you, and that ends the discussion. I know when somebody comes to me in my congregation and said, I have to tell you something. This is what God said. And I can see in their eyes they're not wanting a discussion. They're just saying, they don't want my opinion either. They're just saying, this is what's what God has said. And I think there's some difficulty with that. We, th- we see this with a lot of believers. And it helps you to not look at your own issues. If you think that God has spoken and he overrides everything that you do. Um, it helps you to not really deal with reality. So there's a fine line here, because all of us should hear from God. We all should hear God's voice. But I believe that Scripture says very clearly that we're to test it, because we hear lots of different voices, and part of those voices can be very deceptive. They're not from God. So we should be, from Scripture we learn, we should be teachable. So if you tell somebody that you heard from God, are you going to be teachable? We should be under the authority of Scripture, and under the authority, I would think, of at least one or more people who you've put in your life to give you counsel, right? God has put us together on this earth to work out our issues with others. Very few of us are called to be lone rangers. Yep. God has put us on the earth to glorify him. He also gave us a second commandment, which is to love our neighbor. As we figure out what love looks like and sounds like and acts like, we glorify him. These isms and this last one, but all of these isms drive us away from God. God wants us to dedicate ourselves to him so that we can stay on the right path, the straight path, the path that leads to abundance rather than destruction. So uh, I, I just want to mention a couple scriptures about this. Brother uh, Galatians 5:13 and 14 Brothers and sisters you were called to freedom only do not let your freedom become an opportunity for the flesh but through love serve one another for the whole Torah can be summed up in a single saying love your neighbor as yourself so this is a, an interesting scripture one of the themes of Hanukkah is God delivers us from bondage and gives us freedom However, this scripture is talking about not taking our freedom for granted and not using it as an opportunity to do the wrong things. Would that be a great discussion for your family and friends as you celebrate uh, and, and get together with them at various times? In verse 14, we see that the Torah can be summed up by love your neighbor as yourself. If you have a Jewish friend over, that'd be an interesting discussion as well. Do this, and you will show that you're dedicated to the Lord and, and are giving them glory. The second scripture that I want to end with is Philippians 2, 5 through 7. Have this attitude in yourselves, which also was in Messiah Yeshua, who, through uh, though existing in the form of God, did not consider being equal to God a thing to be grasped. He emptied himself taking on the form of a slave, becoming the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. What does it look like when we empty ourselves? Will you empty yourself today? (laughs) Will you follow Yeshua's example? That would be dedication. Hanukkah means dedication. Let us dedicate ourselves to him today. So I'd like to kind of continue in a little different direction now, and, uh, you know, uh, I just want to say that there are uh, tremendous struggles that we really go through as believers. I mean, certainly life gives us struggles, but actually struggles can be very, very good things as well. And as an example, Jacob wrestled with God, and his name was changed to Israel, which means for you have struggled with God and with men, and you have overcome. So may our struggle today begin as uh, we talk about uh, an interesting question. So here are some things to consider. As we assimilate into our culture, are we going against God? Or are we? Are all things that seem good God things? When we put God in a secular circumstance, does that make the circumstance godly? Are you and I part of a cultural slippery slope away from God? Is doing something that has no scriptural authority always bad? Well, in wrestling with these questions, let's look at 1 Corinthians 10.23. Everything is permitted, but not everything is helpful. Everything is permitted, but every, uh, but not everything builds up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. And 1 Peter 2.16 says, live as free people, but not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Rather, live free as God's slaves. So keep these scriptures in mind as we continue this discussion. You know, we do many things, but are we involved in the slippery slope? So uh, let me give you what I believe is the final key to fighting this spiritual fight. We've talked about You know, good themes. We've talked about the isms, which are bad. But what is the thing that we need to do to win this fight? And I believe we have to overcome an apathetic spirit. We have to overcome apathy. Do you know what apathy is? This is what the dictionary says. Apathy is the lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. Ooh. Do you care that we are losing our biblical culture for a worldly culture? Do you care about that? If you knew that you could do something to help turn our country around back to God, would you do it? Well, number one, are you praying about it on a regular basis? Number two, have you spoken to people about it, speaking in love but keeping your godly standard, right? And three, have you done something this week to be a vocal majority rather than a silent minority? So I might get into a little trouble on this, but um, that's the way it goes. Are you familiar with this recent story? After facing, uh, I'm, and I'm going to read uh, a little from an article, uh, after facing massive backlash on social media, the Hallmark Channel has reversed course and will allow LGBT-themed ads to air on its platform despite resistance from conservative and family groups. On Sunday, Mike Perry, the CEO of Hallmark Cards, Inc., apologized for having caused hurt and disappointment for pulling the Zola ad Featuring a lesbian wedding kiss and promising to build a more inclusive atmosphere in the company's programming. So let me interrupt this, this reading for a second and just say, hey, I guess conservatives and family groups don't get hurt, right? Because he was concerned about hurting one group and not hurting the other. Okay. And by the way, the group that he's hurting is probably the biggest base for Hallmark. But at any rate, I'll continue reading. What this means is that the Hallmark Channel, which for years has been called the Family Movie Channel, will allow commercials that promote same-sex marriages as the norm will work with the LGBT organizations to be more inclusive, and probably will have their movies have gay representation. Now, the narrative that is out there is that if you're against this, you're a hater. You are being challenged in your faith in God and being told that it is unchristian to not be inclusive. So believers really can't win either way. It's set up in that way in our culture. So let me ask you something. Are you going to write a letter to Mike Perry, the CEO of Hallmark? Are you going to sign a letter through various email groups that are presenting a million Names, so that they won't feel this pressure from the LGBT community? Look, once again, we need to respect everybody, but we cannot lose our moral identity of believers in the Lord and Scripture. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, let me give you another example. Maybe you haven't heard this one. So somebody recently sent me an email, and I checked it out because I wanted to make sure before I mention it to you that it is correct. So there's a, uh, a Brazilian group called Porta dos Fondos, which translates to backdoor. And it has produced a film titled The First Temptation of Christ. And it depicts Jesus Christ as a homosexual in a clear attack to Christianity as Christmas approaches. So this was written, I'm I'm reading this, this was written a few weeks ago. Using humor and art as an excuse, this group has attacked Christianity in an unprecedented manner. They supposedly produced this film as a Christmas film for their viewers— in this film, they present Christ as having relationships with a homosexual, while the disciples are alcoholics and unruly. The Virgin Mary is presented as an adulterous woman who has sex with God the Father. Until recently, the anti-Christian works of Portus do Fundos were published on their YouTube channel. Listen up now, guys. But this year... Netflix has decided to buy their production and distribution rights in a clear agreement to the group's blasphemous works. Okay, so who wrote this that I just read to you? It comes from an international group called Citizen Go, right? And Citizen Go is a Spanish foundation... um, And it was started some years ago with a group of friends who were eager to serve society by ensuring that the dignity of the human person and the rights inherent to it are respected in all areas. Working from a Christian perspective, they said they want to offer all citizens and organizations a tool to participate in the improvement of our society. So this is a group where you can go online and you can sign the, the um, petition, so to speak, against Netflix to try and stop them from doing this. Now, this is the way you can, you say you're dedicated to the Lord. This is the way you can activate your faith and save the culture. Because I I would hope you agree with me that our culture is being lost day by day right now. And unless believers stand up, it is just, we're in bad shape. So let me recommend three other organizations that you might want to write down and check out. Well, So the first one was Citizen Go. And you'll find their website quite interesting. Intercessors for America a wonderful website that focuses on prayer but has great articles on these kinds of things that'll help you understand what's going on. A third one is the Family Research Council with Tony Perkins. It's good to get their emails as well. And the last one is the AFA, which is the Uh, American Family Association, and they are seeking to inform and equip and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of American culture. So you might want to say to me, well, you know, I don't want to receive more emails. I already receive all the emails I can get. Yeah, I get that. Uh, And you don't want to be asked for money all the time. I get that. And there's something you don't like about these groups. I get that. However, these and other organizations like them are fighting the fight with prayer and action. And if you are not in this fight, would it be possible for me to say that you might be apathetic? That you just don't care? What does Hanukkah have to do with this? Everything. The Maccabees fought for freedom. Even though they were a small minority, they fought. I believe God saw their hearts and they won unexplainably. It was a miracle. They could no longer be part of a culture that didn't glorify and worship the one true God. Hanukkah means dedication. We are to dedicate ourselves to the Lord. We are the advocate for the Lord here on earth. Have we done anything this past week to advocate for the heart of Messiah? That's what this program is called, the heart of Messiah. Have we done anything to advocate in our culture for the heart of messiah i think it's fair to say that the gay community has an agenda i think it's fair to say that the gender free groups have an agenda do christians have an agenda i don't know do you In the United States, we have a population, a culture that has embraced separation of church from the public square, embraced abortion, changed the definition of marriage, changed what normality refers to regarding men and women and their identity, made truth relative more based on feelings, experience, and culture than based on the Bible. Political correctness is becoming the rule of law. Is there anybody here with me? then do something. Our country's culture didn't change in a blink of an eye. We must have started on a slippery slope, and didn't know it. In 1962 and 63, prayer was taken out of the schools. In 73, abortion was legalized, and since then, over 60 million babies have been di- uh, killed. In 2015, the definition of marriage changed from one man and one woman to whatever. So, look, some have said the change started with With Look, there are all sorts of theories and stuff, but we are in a cultural evolution, and that evolution has to change by us pushing back. Have our freedoms become more important than our God and his word? This show today is about getting you to think, not to preach to you about what's right and wrong. It's easier to see the difficulties in our country, our culture, in our city, but... Our country and culture are made up of people like you and me, so I would ask you, what have you done well i'd like to finish this next week but i also want to present a 2020 message to you so i'm not sure what next week is going to bring but uh just come back join me um we're at the end of the year we certainly could use financial support we don't have business advertising to give us a revenue stream so we're really depending on you and your generosity at this time of the year so We'd also love for you to come visit us at services. If you have questions or comments uh, or criticisms, you know, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Call Karen for anything else, 813-831-5673. May you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, The God of Israel Oh,